Okay, we are in the middle of Perek Dalet. And essentially we're asking a question here. If we're talking about Hashem himself, so why Bichlal do we have to get involved in this whole idea of different spheres? This whole idea of different names. It's like, it's basically, it seems like it should be irrelevant to us. We're talking about the Abishter, we're talking about God, the way he is Pashat, Taklis of Peshitas, right? That you cannot put a particular title upon him or a particular limitation, let's put it that way, right, upon him. So, what in the world is going on here, right? I don't understand. How is this, how is this whole thing supposed to work, right? And you have to say that once you are putting a name on him, like we said, right, the shame kale is representing certain ideas of chesed. The shame elokim is representing ideas of gvura. By definition, you're limiting him. So maybe we're talking about what? I mean, in other words, we know that we're talking about Hashem himself. So when you're calling him by a certain uh, name, you seem to be completely limiting him and you seem to be talking about about something other than the ultimate one. So he says, Ah, chachuva bezeh, we're up to uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, like 11 lines down, end of the line. So to answer this, Hu de'afal pi sheha or einsof, that even though the or einsof ha'malubash v'hasvira, that it's true that the Or Ein Sof which is Malubish into the Svira is for sure one Atzim it is Pasha Pitachlis Apshitas Mikol Malkom Le'inyem Pu'ulaso Vahashpa'aso Ba'olamois Yeshinui However, with regards to with regards to the relationship of the way Hashem acts in the world, from that perspective, there is a shinui, there is a change. Namely, when Hashem is mislabish into the midah of Chesed or his Chesed. Bab al Yada Yair Ba'ilamos. Through it, that's how he interacts with the world. In other words, that's how he interacts and that's how he affects the world. That's how he shines into the world. And there, there should be an effect, a pa'ula, right? Of the Indian of a gilui of Chesed. In Indian of Rav too, right? Very good things for the world. And when he is mislabish into the Mida of Gvura, and through it, that it should shine into the world. Yeah. Right? That there would be a way of affecting the world 
in a way of judgment, Chas V'Shalom. So what we're saying is like this, that in order for the Abishter to impact, not in order, we'll say, that the way Hashem is affecting the worlds, He's affecting the worlds by going through a certain keli. That by limiting Him into this keli, through the keli, that's how He's impacting the worlds. That's how He's making an impact. That's how He's affecting. That's how He's doing the different things in the world, whether it's Bechaser or whether Bedin. However, you can't say that there is an impact on the light itself. Like there is no distinction in the or itself, the way it is enclosed, whether it's enclosed in chesed, whether it's enclosed in gvura. That's not where the change is being made. Where the change is being made is how he is expressing himself. How he is interacting with the world. In order for him to in- interact with the world, he's limiting himself in order to use a particular mida in order to operate and in order to affect a certain event, a certain interaction with the world. That's what's going on. When it says, I did not change, So in other words, why a person, when you're talking about a person, when you say a chassid or a gibor or something like that, it's talking about the person. It's talking about the person, not the mida. But it's the way the person is, right? But that's but above, it's a little bit different. In other words, when you say that person is a is a gibor, you really are looking at the person as a whole as being a gibor, or that person is a chassid. You're looking at the person himself as being a chassid. That's not what we're talking about above, though. What we're talking about with Hashem is different than that. What we're saying is that when we talk about Hashem as Shem Kael, we're talking about Hashem. When we're talking about Elohim, we're talking about Hashem. But not that He Himself is being impacted by the fact that He is coming into the world to impact, uh, to, to affect Chesed, or to affect Gvura. He remains Pasha Betachlis Abshitis. But he's using this particular Kali in order to give this particular Hashpa into the world. Are you following? You getting it? So when we're talking about the person, we are talking talking about that the person is a Gibor, or the person is Taka Achasid. That is the whole person. That is the identity of the person. When we're talking about upstairs, what we're talking about is not that. What we're talking about upstairs is that he himself remains Pasha Betachas Apshitis. However, he's using a certain keli to cause a certain effect that he wants to cause. 
So it's the expression of the pa'ula of what he's trying to do. Or he is doing. He doesn't try to do anything. He does. Getting it? That's the point. Yes? Good? But in him, is there a change? No, not at all. There's no change whatsoever. In him, he's, he remains a pasha betachas pshitas. Yes, good. Vahainu. So he says, namely, what are we saying here? Mishum shahaor einsof eino mashpia hachayis bahaolamois. Because the key point here is that the or einsof himself is not going to be giving the hashpa into the world. Right? That's not what's happening. The way, the only way that the Or Ainsof, who is totally beyond the whole concept of worlds, because if you think about it, the Or Ainsof is a built Balgvul. Right? He has no limit. If something has no limit, how are they able to interact with something that, yes, has a limit? It would blow away the whole thing. You following? If you have a bilti balgvul, how could a bilti balgvul interact with a balgvul? Everyone understanding the terminology that I'm using? Yes? So it would be impossible. So the only way that you have to say that there could be a bilti balgvul interacting with a balgvul is if the bilti balgvul goes ahead and limits himself to go through a certain apparatus, here we're calling it a mida or a sphera or whatever, in order to limit the pshitis, in order to give it a certain, so to speak, a certain uh, quality of gvul. Now obviously the gvul that is coming out from chesed of Atsilus is very different than the gvul that's coming out of chesed of the world of Asiya and the Gashmiyastika world. It's Be'in Aroch. But it, it, it's not Be'in Aroch. It, it is Be'in Aroch in one way, but it's not Be'in Aroch in a different way. It's Be'in Aroch meaning that in, in, it's, it's way higher. But here you're not talking about infinity versus finite. Let's see it in the words. Ki'im a'yideya svira hanal. The only way to do this is through the svira. Or through the spheros. That's probably what it means because the next word is shehain, because it's a plural, right? Shehain ha kalim, that these are the kalim. Lahagia ha chayas etzel hanivroyim. In order to cause the chayas to reach the nivroyim. Now, notice he brings the word nivroyim here as opposed to nimsoyim, right? It's dafka, he's using these spheros of atzilus in order to cause the Chayis to arrive at a Nivra. Obviously a very limited entity, relatively speaking. What is the Rebbe saying here? The Rebbe is saying here that he by himself, he by himself has no need, he doesn't need the Kalim. It's not that he needs the Kalim in order to be, he's way beyond the Caleb. 
He doesn't need the kalim. It's only because the worlds they are in a state of limitation, right? Of measurement, of limitation. Like it says in the Gemara, right? That from the earth to the to the to the firmament, it would be a matter of walking uh, five hundred uh, years, whatever that means. Like it says, the pillars and the, and the legs and of chayis. In other words, it's giving all these ideas of limitation. They, namely the worlds, namely all these different levels. These are the Indian of Mida and Gvul. So on the one hand, you have a Bilti Bal Gvul, the Orein Sof. On the other hand, you have a set of Eilamos that are defined by Gvul. They're defined by the feeling of being a Nivra. They're defined by the idea of being a creation. When you say something is a creation, it means that it has a self-identity. If it has a self-identity, right? If it has a self-identity, then it is a feeling of an, an other. Right? I am me, and by definition, if I am me, I'm not you. So therefore, there is the concept of other. Even Malach Michal, who is the ultimate concept of Chesed, <clears throat> all the way up in Bria, who is completely bottled, betachlis, abitl to the Abishter. Nevertheless, we're calling him Malach Michal. By definition, if he's Malach Michal, he's not Orainsof. At least from his perspective. Yes? This acronym is Bal Gvul. It's impossible for a Baal Gvul, something that is limited. It would be absolutely impossible for a Gvul to receive from something that is infinite. A Bilti Baal Gvul means infinite, means without any possibility of limitation. It's just totally beyond that. Why? That's a very, very important statement. You catch what it says? Leib, you catch what it said there? Yeah. What does it say? What does that mean to you? That if you have a... That, that, that's essentially possible. How can a bald rule... Right, but this last piece, what is this last piece bringing out? That we know, Bilti Balgvul means Bleakvul. But what is it? What is the main point that he just said at the end of the sentence? New Yochanan, help him. Very good. But what does that mean then? That means what, Shmuel? 
What does it mean? Come on, come on, come on. Nelson, what does it mean? Yeah. Very good. That if a bligvul is giving over energy, it would automatically turn whatever it is giving over energy into, regardless of what it was before or after or in between, it would automatically turn it into what? Into a bligvul. You can't have bligvul giving energy to gvul. If bleak wool is going to give over energy, what's going to happen to the thing that's the macabre? It's going to become what? Unlimited. If you're giving unlimited energy into something, automatically that thing is going to become unlimited as well. That's what he's saying here. Take a look at the last few words. Mishum, the im kain, that if so. Look in the words. Hayagam kain ha so also the Mechabal would become Bibichinas Bligvul. It would automatically also become Bligvul. So you'd have worlds that are Bligvul. By definition, could you call them worlds then? No. Because the Eilamais is from the word Ulam, the, the, idea of, the idea of limitation, of Halim. Limitation. Concealment. Concealment of what? Concealment of what? Or ain't so. Concealment of the concept that there's unlimited. Concealment of the concept that there's achtes, that there's only one. By definition, oilamos is the idea, right? It has to be the idea of limitation. A creation, a nivra. If you're going to say something is a nivra, by definition, it's not infinite. It was something that was made. If it's something that's made, it has a yeshus to it. If it's something that has a yeshus to it, what is it not? Infinite. Kapish? So what's the cause that makes them be gvul? What causes there to be the concept of gvul is that the or ain't so is them through the kalim? Could the kalim do it by itself? What do you think, Michal? Could the kalim do it by itself? Absolutely not. You're right. For sure not. So we have it. We have a dilemma here. We need the or ain't so to give a chayis. We need the or ain't so to give a chayis. On the other hand, it has to give a chayis into something that's a gvul. If it's giving a chayis into something that's a gvul, it can't remain a gvul. Because if the Oreinsov is giving the chayis into it, so then by definition it's not going to be a gvul. So there's a contradiction that needs to take place here. You need on the one hand the Oreinsov giving the chayis. On the other hand, you need something that's a nivra, which is a gvul. And we, the intention is that it should remain a gvul. So what is the Rebbe telling us? The Rebbe is telling us that what needs to take place is there has to be the Orein Sof that's giving the Chayis. However, there has to be a medium with which it go, gives over the Chayis. What is that medium? That medium are, is the Kalim. These Kalim are now Shemehen Pahagbala. 
that from it comes the Hagbalah. The Kamosha Kaidish. Like it says over there, the Alter Rebbe, in Igeris HaKadosh, on the, uh, on the Pasuk, Maimer, B'yalbesh Tzedakah Kishirion, in the Maimer, Iyuv Yichad. Over there, it's talking about what? It's talking about the Kamos. Talking about the amount. The amount of Chayis that's coming down has to be limited. It has to be condensed. It cannot be without any limit, without any gvul. The cave on Shekin, and since this is so, Hare Mavur, Shahashbaz, Hanim Shaches, Maorens of La Oilmos, Aidea Kaliminal, Hanikra Yud's first Atsilus, He Nasim, right, Umitsam Semis, Lefiere Hakli. So therefore, we have to say that the Kalim, <laughs> namely the spheres of Atsilus that we've been talking about for the whole Mimer, are this medium, which is somehow turning this infinite light, so to speak, into a product that is able to come down and give hashpa into the world. So therefore the hashpa that's coming out from the keli is lefierich, the keli. Kapish? Let's read to the end of the line. So therefore, if it's using this medium to come through, i.e. the medium of the keli, what's going to come out, what's going to be produced, is going to be something that's similar to the particular keli that it's going through. And now it says not only that it's limiting in terms of the amount, but it's also going to be in terms of the echus, in terms of the quality, in terms of what it looks like. So if you have, if you have, or ain't stuff that's trying to create, or that's, you know, trying to create gvul, it's impossible. So you need some sort of medium, you need some sort of entity that's going to be able to transform that infinite light to be able to make it manageable for there to be a nivra. That keli is going to act in two ways. Number one, it's going to act in a way of the amount of ore that's going to come out. No longer is it a billion gallons. It's now a million gallons, for example. No longer is it infinite gallons. Now it's, you know, 150 gallons. And also it's going to change in terms of what it looks like. Is it going to be shaped like a, a square, a circle, a Jewish star? What is it going to be shaped like? That, so the output is going to take on the characteristics of that particular keli. So, number one, by putting it into a keli, you're limiting it. Number two, you're not only limiting it in terms of the quantity, you're limiting it in terms of the characteristic <coughs> of what that keli is going to impress upon the ore. Beseder? 
Good? Are you hearing? Kagon hashpa nimshaches. Like the hashpa that comes out, ayidei kliachesed nisavu mimenu bruim hamoyrim al midas achesed. So it's going to come out from it, and it's going to come into creation from it, different creations that show upon the midah of chesed. So let's think of chesed. What is the concept of chesed? It says kagon, or, and mayim. Let's understand what that means. What are the characteristics? What, what makes or and, and mayim similar? Which you could see the aspect of chesed. If you understand what chesed is, then you'll see it in, in the aspects of mayim and or. What? You're, you're, too, you're narrowing too, too down. So a step higher than what you're, where you're holding. What is the concept of the Mida of Chesed? What is the characteristic of Chesed? No? Okay, that's a, a, a prat. But it gives. It gives. It's going. Ultimate Chesed. What's ultimate Chesed? Is there any stopping it? No. What's the characteristic of or? Is there stopping or, or, or it just goes? Or it just goes. What about water? It just goes. You have water, it just flows. It's flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing, no stop. This is the meter of chesed. Now what would be the Indian of Kavura? Stopping it. Idea of a rakia. Right? That's the next thing he says. Like it says in the first thing. Like the rakia, the, the, the firmament which is stopping, which is separating between this water and this water. Right? The, the, on the, we talk about that in the, in the first days, the second day of creation. The firmament. Right? That separates. Right? To vision, the vassar between the water and the akia, the water that's above, the water that's above, the water that's below, the water that's below. Right? That's, uh, uh, that's, that's what the kids are learning right, in first grade. Right? This is, this is what we, this is the, this is Pasuk, uh, like Vav, Zion, whatever, of, of, of uh, Chumash Right? This is what we're talking about. So, what do we see from this? What we see from this is, like we says, right? In the six days of creation, we say the six days of creation correspond to what? Correspond to the six meters of Atzilus. And therefore, the characteristics of the things that are being created on each of those days correspond to the characteristics of that particular meter. So, first day, you have, and there was or light. Right? And the first day, right, there's light, there's water, right, there's all these different things. And the second day, which is separating between the, between the, or the, the etc. Right? This is, what, this is what we're talking about here. So, essentially what we're saying with this whole thing is, is it making an impact on the or ain't self? Is it making an impact on the Orain Sof? It's a little bit of a trick question. Think about it for a second. Is it limiting it? Is it making an impact on the Orain Sof itself? No. 
The Orein Sof remains the Orein Sof. But the Keli is coming to make an impression upon the Pu'ula of the Orein Sof. That's also why you have the 6,000 years of creation, right? That corresponds also to the six uh, spheros. For example, the first, right, is Chesed, the Indian of, right, the Indian of uh, creation, etc., etc. The second thousand is the Indian of Gvura, like the Mavul and all that stuff, right? Uh, you could chase it up. You can follow it, look into it. But the Nakuda is the Or Ein Sof itself remains the Or Ein Sof. However, the way that interface of the or ain't self with the oilamos that's what we're talking about that interface is being impacted by the particular sphera that the or ain't self is using in order to make a particular hashba a particular pu'ula in the world and so therefore that keli is going to number one limit mitzad l'chatchila the quantity that's obvious the amount of light, right? It's not going to blow away whatever it is that it's creating. And number two, it's going to take on the characteristic of a particular keli. Good? Good? Clear? What's that? What's that? Nishbakvi tmunas v'mohus hakeli. The tmuna, the, like literally tmuna means like a picture. Right? So the form and the actual, the mohus, the mahu, the what of it of the keli. So if the keli is a keli of chesed, so then the characteristic that's going to come out of it is the characteristics of chesed. If the keli is a keli of gvura, the characteristic that's going to come out of it is gvura. But you have to go back to the etzim inyan of what that is. So chesed, of course, is kindness. But that's not the etzim inyan. The etzim inyan is the concept of flowing, of giving, of non-stop. That's the idea of chesed. The inyan of gvura is limitation. Right? You want to call it din, you want to call it judgment, you want to call it whatever. It's, but it's a limitation. Stop. That there's a stop to it. Right? Tiferis is what? Tiferis is a mixture of, of these two qualities. Right? Okay. right there. All right. I think that that's enough for today. Let's stop here. Please do. Uh, please do Hazara. Right? It's very important that you do Hazara.